0: Hello and welcome to RazorPod. This is your host Patrick Williams. Tonight is the 11th of November 2020, Veterans Day, coming Mm -hmm. to you uh, on the heels of a very exciting, very interesting Razorback win over the Tennessee Volunteers in Fayetteville on uh, last Saturday. So Jimmy G and Tom Logan with me tonight. Welcome, Tom.
1: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: And Jimmy G, welcome to you, Jimmy G.
1: Thank you, Patrick.
0: Uh, Jimmy G, you will remember this. The last time we played Tennessee, I believe the year was 2016, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 2015, in Neyland Stadium. We we calculated the next time we were going to play Tennessee in 2020. Oh, my God, that seems like forever from now. And we made a pact that we were – going to win that game when we left Neyland Stadium after beating Tennessee the last time. And with the <laughs> intervening things that have happened, I bet you we would have retracted that bet at any point in the last three years. And glad we didn't have the opportunity to do that because the Razorbacks pulled off, I don't even want to call it a shocker, just kind of a improbable win on Saturday night based on the way the game started. So with that, 24-13 is the, the final margin in a game in the first half that I thought was pretty much out of hand. What was your feeling going into halftime Saturday night? DBG?
1: Oh, me. I didn't know who you were going to. Uh, well, um, I, it wasn't looking good. Uh, the offense was stagnant. Uh, Tennessee was – a fairly conservative game plan, protecting uh, Garantano uh, a little bit but uh, the running game. You know, they're uh, running the ball well, and it just kind of looked like um, a little bit of a continuation of what, you know, A&M had, had done, maybe not quite as uh, explosive as A&M's offense, but just, you know, Tennessee was controlling the line of scrimmage. They were controlling the game. Uh, Arkansas was kind of Searching for answers. I believe we had either a uh, in the first half. I know we had a bunch of punts. Um, Tennessee had a couple of real long drives. They their kicker, of course, was just booming. Uh, two long field goals. One was over fifty, I think, fifty or fifty-one yards. One was right at it. Uh, around 48, 49 yards. And then they had the touchdown and it going into halftime, it certainly did not look good for Arkansas. And, um, you know, but the problem, the thing was it gave you a little bit of hope was it was just 13 to nothing. And, um, you figured all it takes and as inconsistent as our offense has been. I mean, we could go and we've seen it over the course of these first six games that, uh, You've got you know, they'll go five, six drives and look like they've never uh, played together or taken a snap or they don't know what we're running, and then all of a sudden we'll put two or three really good drives together. And so that gave you hope, and you also knew that Tennessee wasn't explosive, and you're getting the kit, you're getting the ball to start the second half. So uh, it didn't look good at halftime, but also in the same vein, you were only down thirteen nothing. It had been twenty one to nothing or twenty four to nothing, which it certainly could have been. Uh, then you're looking at a whole different story.
0: Uh, Tom, to you now, <laughs> I, I still can't get used to this Razorback team that can seize momentum back. I mean, it's been so long that since we had a team that can turn things around when they start to go bad that I'm completely shocked when it happens. And that's exactly what happened coming out of halftime into the third quarter
2: yeah yeah no no doubt about it it's a it is a um, it's a rare rare treat in our experience to uh be able to rally from a deficit uh and uh and, and just turn from go from struggling to completely controlling the game and that's that's what happened um, I agree with jimmy g the first half was tough and it just looked like we were outmatched Completely physically up front on both sides of the ball, but then you get to halftime and you look up at the score, and it's thirteen nothing. We get the ball. You know the, the most impressive thing to me about about it was we put together a a really clutch drive right out of halftime. I think it was a six minute drive, converted three or four, maybe five third down conversions. Uh, just making plays, uh, mixing the run game, missing in the pass, and marched down the field and punched it in. And when we did that, <clears throat> um, you really thought that – I mean, we were back in the game. We're down one touchdown. And, and then we kept the momentum going after that. And it is – is—and once we, once we had the lead, um, it just felt like, it was ours to lose at that point, and that, that's a feeling that never happens um, as a Razorback fan in my experience of 40-odd years. Um, but, yeah, it's a real pleasure. And, you know, what's, what's a real – what is really great to see is a team that can go in at halftime and come out with a different game plan that's effective, and that's what we did. Halftime adjustments have been lost on our team. Since the Petrino years, and uh, and you know that was really an anomaly for Razorback sports, and it's just it's it was it was wonderful to see, um, and to have that hope uh, that they you, can get it done.
0: What do you think caused us to be able to stop the ground game? Because I I mean I didn't get much from the announcers or the color guys on the broadcast. And I, I don't know enough about football X's and O's. I wish we had our X's and O's guide, Johnny Fable, here to uh, <coughs> dissect the, the game tape. But I didn't know what we did different to prevent them from running the ball. Do you?
1: Uh, Jeremy Pruitt and their <laughs> offense. I mean, they they didn't seem committed to the run in the second half. Which um, is
0: absolutely bizarre the way they yeah. ran it in the first half.
1: Right. And it wasn't like that, you know, we were stopping Gray. You know, they remained, we weren't stopping him, but they didn't run it as much. Because I know, like, maybe his first or second carry, the second half, he ripped off seven or eight yards. But they just – and it was 13-7 to seven at that point. They were still ahead. And so, I don't I, – and especially when Garantano went out, with the, I guess concussion or concussion-like symptoms, but you thought, especially then, they were going to lean on the run with young quarterbacks or guys that hadn't had much experience. And plus, got the last guy that came in was a Harrison. Um,
2: yeah, a freshman.
1: He's he's pretty he's pretty touted, but he's just maybe not ready, completely ready. But um, and at that point, you really had no option but to throw. And I know their last two drives ended in interceptions, but. You know, when Garantano went out, I guess midway through the third quarter, um, yeah, they still had the lead. And now I know they didn't by the time they got the ball back, but it was only a one-point game. They're only down one, and it just seemed like they. We went on that long drive and then hit some chunk, hit a chunk play, and uh, it seemed like they panicked a little bit. Which, you know, when you're when you've lost four in a row. Or, and you're in doing, you know, their season's gone south and your coach is, you know, <laughs> marginal, uh, those things probably happen. And I'm pretty sure if Arkansas had been in that situation, you know, with Morris or even Bielema, you know, his first or second year, if something like that had happened, we probably would have done the same thing.
0: Hey, you hey, know, you know, there's a commonality and we haven't talked about it. You know, who is up in the booth calling plays them the Cheney Cheney that felt like a very Cheney like performance.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: Where he would just get spooked by something, or I guess in his mind, think think that he had an angle, think that he had a had an idea and <clears throat> thought it would work and it didn't. And then it was like this cascading series mm-hmm. of decisions where he was just like Oh, this has got to work. Oh, I got to do this. I mean, this this has to be what has to happen. And he was too stubborn to change his mind when it didn't work.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've seen Cheney in action at Arkansas, and he has his moments. But uh, you know, it seemed like uh, that. Um, that not only did he get his spooked and he gave it up on the run a little too early, but his you know, his run packages were not diverse in any way. Um, there was no, uh, you know, sweeps or anything like that. It was just essentially a zone read, which wasn't even a read. It was just hand to Gray. And when Gray was in there, he usually got in the first half, you know, six or seven yards. And then they handed somebody else and he'd get three. Um, but um but then I think that we did do something. We must have shifted our defensive line or something like that to prevent Gray from just charging right over the right guard on those zone replays for for um, a lot of yards. And when that happened, Chaney just like had zero answer. <laughs> it was just like we'd seen. He's unable to on the fly adjust. And so what does he do? He's like, well, they've stopped a the run. Let's start winging it around the field. <laughs> and, of course, that ended exactly like you would expect with Garantano and then Maurer, who was just horrible uh, when he came in the game. I mean, it he, didn't, he looked like you know, the last place he wanted to be was under center. I mean, it was just – you could, you could feel it through the screen how uncomfortable he was the whole time he was out there. And as soon as they brought in the young guy, that's the only time I got concerned in the whole game that this guy and, was going to come off the bench and start winging it all over the field.
0: Well, and then say, that and, last that last uh, drive of the game when they ran the same play like seven straight times, and you could just hear Barry Odom going, "Okay, if yeah. that's <laughs> if
2: that's what, yeah, right. if that's just, what you want to do."
1: away. <laughs> Look, I I just I got to say that Maurer. Um, Yeah, backup quarterback, he's no – I mean, he's played a little bit. I think he started four or five games for Tennessee. But, I mean, in fairness, he stepped off the plane in Fayetteville and got the news that his grandfather had passed away.
2: Well, that's fair. And
1: and, and I guess also – and they noted on the broadcast, I certainly don't want to make light of this. I'm not. And – but they noted that his, like, family dog had passed away, too, just like that morning. Oh, God. So he gets off the plane Friday and finds out a grandparent passes away. Then the next day his parents are like, yeah, the, our family dog that they'd had since he was a kid passes away. And, you know, if you've had a dog in the house, it's probably – especially if you grew up with that dog, that's not easy either. So, Bauer probably had 200 other things he was thinking about and thinking, yeah. look, Garantano's going to handle this. We've got a game plan for this. Um, I mean, I'll try to play if I can, but you know, he—it I, I don't think that's really. I mean, yeah, he looked awful, but there were some circumstances for him, and that probably weren't the best situation for. I mean, Mauer, things need to be perfect for him anyway. I think, yeah, but it just wasn't a good situation for him. And again, why are you not just just pounding the ball away and uh, Cheney? I think thought. Arkansas is going to adjust. To stop. Sometimes these offensive coaches. It's not just Chaney. Get too cute. And Arkansas knows we're running the ball. They're going to adjust to stop the run, so now we're going to start passing. And um, that Sunday night game, Tampa Bay, I noticed this early before it got out of hand. Was Here's what's tough, too, though, if you're running it. they Two possessions, incompletions on first down, trying to take shots. Well, then they ran it on second down, and Ronald Jones picked up like seven yards on one carry, six or eight yards on another. So, it's third and short, but then you hit an incompletion. Well, here comes the punt team. So, it's, you know, a possession get-in just like that, even with a good run. So, I don't know. Um, but it was just a weird deal with Chaney. He just – I think he outsmarted himself, saying. So you know. Yeah, <clears throat> it
0: was a, definitely yeah. an, an odd performance by the Vols. Um, Not really sure what to make out of it, but, you know, good for the Razorbacks. I I don't think we win that game without a solid team that that we clearly have. So, you know, it's it's just an interesting turnaround and we've belabored this and I don't want to do it again. It's just such a different team with really not that much of a change. So, uh, Tom Logan, we got the Gators down in the swamp, place where – have has Arkansas ever won in the swamp? I can't remember. We've barely beaten Florida. I think we've only beaten them like twice, right, ever?
2: Uh, well, we beat them last time we played them uh, when they were – when that was in the Burt years uh, and uh, up in Fayetteville. That may be the only time we've beaten them.
0: I think that was the only time
2: in the we. SEC. And yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: we beat them in a bowl game.
2: Yeah, we beat them in a bowl game, like the Fog Bowl or whatever that. Um, Blue Bonnet Bowl, right? That was that. Uh, so uh, uh, we uh-huh. haven't had a lot of success against Florida over the years. And um, this is going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, they. Uh, they lost, they've lost one game lost to Texas A&M beat Georgia last week um, it's um, it's a daunting task uh, their their quarterback is playing exceptional football right now uh, Trask who is uh, who came in for you know it's it, it's an interesting game anyway because you know Franks obviously spent his career at Florida before being injured and then making way for Trask. And Trask now is, is uh, you know, perhaps at least in the running for, if not the front runner for, SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Um, they did lose their star uh, tight end, Pitts. I think – is he out for this game? I think he is, um, which is a big loss. But they have, you know, plenty of weapons – and they're going to they're gonna score a lot of points. But with the Gators, the, the question is, is their defense, um, you know, a standard Florida defense? Up to this point, it really hasn't been. And uh, I think for Arkansas to have a chance to win, they're going to have to have an exceptional game uh, from, from the offense and from Franks. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's a, I think we're a 17-point underdog. That that seems like uh, a lot of points. And um, I, uh, I, you know, I think think it's going to be – it'll be interesting to see. Of course, we'll be playing with our – at our coach. That's another uh, intriguing point of this one.
0: Yeah, Jimmy G, I think this might be one I would be okay maybe having the COVID outbreak be this week (laughs) um, for us. But – I don't know. I I feel like this is kind of a tough matchup. The only thing that we have going for us is maybe they maybe Florida's a little bit flat after beating Georgia last week. What do you think?
1: They're going to be flat. I mean, that's just there's no doubt about it. They're not going to be they're not going to bring the same energy level and intensity to play in Arkansas that they did to play in Georgia. I mean, there's that I mean, that's a fact. It's not I mean, but it's probably not going to matter too much. I mean, unless you are a Drive Time Sports or uh, the Razorback Online or whatever the shows are called up in Northwest Arkansas or the Josh Bertucini show, unless you're a caller, a regular caller of those shows, which if you listen to those shows, we're going to dominate the Gators on Saturday. Uh, but unless you're one of those callers that are delusional, it's still not going to be a. A great matchup. I mean, it's you know Florida's going to get their points, and uh, I mean, they're, sure they're going to go through the motions some, probably get off to a sluggish start. But I, I just, I can't see them though just totally laying the wood to us. So, I mean, I don't see it being like the Auburn game a few a couple years ago, With that night they beat us fifty-two to three or something. Uh, the first play of the game went for seventy-five yards and a touchdown. I, I don't see that happening, but. It's a tall ask. Uh, Their trask is in a groove right now. They've got, like uh, Tom mentioned, they've got a ton of offensive weapons. Uh, Their defense seemed to do fine against Georgia. Now, Georgia's got uh, massive issues on uh, at quarterback right now because, as uh, as I like to say, once some some team's got a little tape on uh, SB4, uh, it was curtains for him. And then um, (laughs) – They, you know, they, they brought in uh, uh, the quarterback that started against us. I cannot remember his name to save my life.
0: Dewan Mathis.
1: Uh, yeah, Mathis. And for some reason, they will not put in the USC transfer, JT Daniels, who was supposed to be their starter after their all world uh, five star QB opted out for the year. But they, and, uh, from what I can understand, uh, nobody's on their staffs, giving a good explanation. And Kirby Smart seems to be going in the wrong direction right now. So, but anyway, not by Georgia right now, but Florida's defense looked better. Um, and our offense is certainly, you know, not going to be anything that's it's decent, but it's not as good as A&M's offense, which they face. So, uh, you know, I can see Arkansas hitting 17 to 21 points, but I, I don't see them giving us the turnovers we need to win this game.
0: Uh, Johnny Favel's joined us. Johnny, talking Florida. Um, Tagging off of what Jimmy G just said, seems like the Razorbacks are (laughs) statutorily required to score between 24 and 32 points in every game this year. Is that going to be enough to get it done against the Gators? Uh,
3: Only if we get three – if we plus three in the turnover. Jimmy G's last – last sentence there uh, in his take was really where I was going. Um, You know – Florida's got a great potent offense. Um, you know, their, their losses have both been respectful to you know, A&M on the road. Um, we're just going to have to get a, a tip ball, you know, a, a pick six. We're going to have to get some help from Florida. They're just, I think it's been said, they're, they're a tough matchup for us, high power offense. You know, I'm not sure our best offensive performance right now, given our inability to really dominate the line of scrimmage and, and run the ball um, that, that, that's, gonna, that's what it's going to take. And that's what really kind of concerned me about k- trying to keep this game close if we don't get turnovers is I don't think we're in a position right now where we can, you know, dominate the line of scrimmage, run the football, uh, and shorten the game as it, that you'd need to do when you're kind of outgunned um, on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah, it's going to be from the turnovers. We've done it at times this year. Uh, probably, you know, six picks against k- Corral. Obviously, Trask is uh, having a you know, great, great year and uh, probably in a different league than Corral and certainly a Garantana, who we, who we had a couple picks against last weekend. Um, it's tall ask, and it's on the road. Um, you know, usually for teams that are improving, uh, usually for teams that are, that are making strides, one of the last ones that you make is being able to go on the road um, and win a game. But that said, it is COVID. I don't know how many people are going to be in the stands. I'm sure it'll be 17,000, just like it was at uh, A&M. Um, but, you know, it's still on the road. It's a different place you're, you're sleeping, different. you know, different everything, different preparation. Um, so that we're, we may not be there yet from a developmental standpoint. And I'm sure you all talked about this before I can join, but uh, with Coach Pittman testing positive for COVID, um, I don't know how it's going to go. You know, it it could be a rallying point, but I think that's only good for so long. Or it could be something where we kind of miss our 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 guy that we have seen to have rallying around. So I don't know. Um, we'll see. I think it's a tough ask. Ford's obviously very good. We're on the road. We're not quite good enough, dominated football yet. So you know, if you're being honest with yourself, you know, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game.
0: Right. Well, we'll get into a little more analysis when we hit the Arkansas picks. So, Jimmy G, take it away. All
1: uh, right. Um, well, the Razor Pod crew has uh, been at uh, the records uh, due to this weird season. Um, with as uh, We're going to be much like a lot of these teams. We're going to have a different number of games picked. So, uh, we're just going to have to live with that. So, when I give our records, it'll be – Everybody's got a whole batch of different games, uh, numbered because uh, of missed weeks, uh, games canceled. Uh, Patrick Williams' first uh, sleeper pick game was canceled. Uh, so uh, the Washington game last week, so he won't have that. Uh, we got Tom out, uh, didn't get any picks in. Uh, Johnny missed a week with a pick. So uh, all the records are a little different, but Patrick's our leader right now. at. Uh, 15 and 10, so you got 25 games in. Uh, I would like to say to our listeners, I'm the only one with a full complement of 26 games big.
0: Now, hold on, Jimmy G. I sent a substitute sleeper.
1: Uh, I looked through the records. There was no record. I got no
0: <clears> – <throat> I shall prove it to you. I had Pittsburgh as my substitute <laughs> sleeper after I uh, found out the Washington game was canceled.
1: Was that on text or email? Because I checked uh, all my that text That was messages. Text. I checked all my text messages.
0: Right here. Friday, 6.36 p.m. New sleeper. You're on it.
3: When that halftime of the Pittsburgh game?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny one. Uh, uh,
1: uh. Thank you, Johnny.
0: I'm going to screenshot this, Jimmy G. I demand satisfaction for this pick. It's a recount. It's voter fraud. I demand
1: (laughs) hand-counting hanging chad uh, i swear i looked through my text messages I did. look, I look
0: for friday at six thirty-six.
1: who is pitt playing
0: uh, fsu they were two point dogs to florida state
1: for real i have to go back and look at the line too that sounds fishy <laughs> all, right. <laughs> okay. all right well for now I'm uh, gonna hold a press conference at
0: four that's seasons like, landscaping and I'm gonna demand like, my like pressure.
1: Uh Patrick Williams is fifteen and ten, but he is uh we've got a court filing. Uh we'll have a ruling for our listeners by next uh week's show. Rudy Giuliani
0: uh, and, is gonna sue you <laughs>
1: tomorrow. Patrick could be sixteen and ten. Um so we got that going. Uh, I am fourteen and twelve. There's no doubt about my record. Fourteen and twelve. Um Tom is 11 and 9, and Johnny is uh, let see if I can nine and 12. God, that's bad! So, yeah, anyway, all sorts of different uh, differing records and number of games picked. So, uh, hey, it now- wouldn't
0: be the Razor Pod picks contest if there wasn't some form of controversy between Jimmy G and Patrick Williams.
1: <laughs> there well, has to be and,
0: some random tiebreaker or, you know, side bet that will determine the winner. <laughs>
1: uh Well, I was the reason I I mean I I don't doubt you, but I just I thought you'd sent one uh, and I just was going through my text messages to find it tonight and I couldn't locate it. So uh it's probably we're going to assume our listeners on review, he's 16 and 10, but we'll, we'll double check with the accounting firm Ernst & Young, and uh, we'll get that on there next week. Uh, this week, uh, for our listeners, they probably are aware of this, um, a lot of cancellations and postponements of games this week. So uh, we're going to uh, – it was tough enough finding five games to pick, so we're just going to uh, shelve the sleeper games. Uh, you know, got started last week on the sleeper games, and much like the Pac-12 uh, week two, is uh, we're gonna have to uh, postpone them again. So uh, we'll get going here. There, I don't think there are any ranked on ranked matchups this week, uh, and I don't think there would have been any even post all these postponements and ca- ca- cancellations because I was looking through the games that were been uh, not gonna be played, and there were no top twenty five matchups this week. So. um So there's not a lot to go on, uh, but it's nice to have some college football. And uh, so we're going to start with uh, Notre Dame at Boston College. And uh, I think we all remember (laughs) a very famous Notre Dame-Boston College game the week after Notre Dame knocked off a number one team. So that's what's going on again here. Uh, Notre Dame double overtime win over number one Clemson last week Uh, they unlike in 93 when they beat Florida State they did not ascend to the number one spot in the poll that's Alabama but they are number two and they're visiting a frisky Boston College team who I believe is five and three on the season um, with some couple of good wins and uh, very nearly got picked off by uh, a woeful Syracuse team last uh, Saturday but Really tough spot for the Eagles because they played Clemson the week before, tough, only lost by six uh, in Death Valley, the ACC version of Death Valley, and then probably looking ahead to Notre Dame. So, BC should be ripe and ready to go, and uh, Notre Dame vulnerable here, I think, uh, going on the road after such a big win. You know they're going to be flat. So, uh, Tom Logan, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, <coughs> Um agree with everything you said at the beginning Jim and G I think mean, this is a this going to be a tough game for Notre Dame but the thing Notre Dame has um this year and I watched I guess what once the uh, Arkansas game ended I was able to watch quite a bit of the um, Clemson Notre Dame game and that was a I mean that was a fun game and Notre Dame fought back from adversity um and Ian Book just played a phenomenal game the whole way around. Even when they didn't move the ball, it wasn't because of the quarterback. And I think he's the difference here. I do think Boston College is going to play him very tough. And they're, no, they're no joke. Boston College is a good team this year. As Jimmy G said, they only lost to Clemson by six or so. And um, that was a competitive game. And I expect this to be a competitive game. But I do think Ian Book, rallies the team maybe around the end probably down at halftime uh gets in the locker room comes back and wins should be a fun game i'm gonna go with uh notre dame 34 31 all
1: right um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the iris as well uh, i think maybe a little lower scoring than what tom said um i kind of already in my preview hinted on uh where the Irish and the Eagles might be at here. Um, it Unfortunately, it's on ABC. It's at Boston College. So, uh, the NBC crew with Doug Flutie uh, is a, either a, uh, I think he's not the – he's not the booth anymore for them, but he's still on the Notre Dame coverage team, like a studio host. But we won't get any uh, – Doug Flutie as a Notre Dame announcer, but uh, his ties to BC. So, we'll miss out on that. But I, I agree, it seems – like Notre Dame is probably just going to find a way to win it. I think their defense is going to win this game for them. Um, they've been tough all year. Obviously, uh, Clemson gained a boatload of yards, but you know, Clemson, that's a different animal, even with a uh, backup quarterback uh, taking over for Lawrence. The guy was, you know, one of the top two or three recruits in the country. So, he wasn't like he's uh, lacks talent. So, uh, Notre Dame's defense amps it back up and gets them the win in the second half, and they get it out. I'm going to say Notre Dame 20, uh, Boston College 16. Johnny?
3: Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with a lot y'all said. I do think that, that, you know, Notre Dame may come out pretty flat, maybe the first half. Um, and Boston College playing at home, they're going to be pretty pumped up on Chestnut Hill. Um, you know, I think Boston College's quarterback, Jerkovic, I think he started his career at Notre Dame. He'll, He'll be ready, ready to play. Probably look-ahead game last week against Syracuse, sixteen thirteen. Really didn't look that great. Um, had kicked some field goals to win that game. Uh, probably looking forward to the Irish coming in. There might be a couple Guinnesses consumed before this game. Maybe a few, a few Sam Adams. Uh, you know, Boston College, the Irish. This is going to be, you know, the drop kick. Murphy is going to be doing a, a a show in the parking lot, shipping up to Boston. Um, But I think that that Notre Dame is just going to outclass them in the second half. I think they'll probably struggle for a half, um, you know, getting their offense going, maybe a little sluggish in the trenches. But in the second half, Book comes back alive. They make some big plays and just barely cover. I think it's a 13-and-a-half point spread. i will take Notre Dame to cover, but uh, just barely, 38-23.
1: Yeah, this is my first year doing this. Uh, I, I kind of knew where the crew was going with these picks, so I intentionally uh, kept Patrick Williams for last just to – because I, I, I wanted to be no doubt where I wanted Patrick Williams to go with this pick.
0: I was I was going to say, if you hadn't said, I'm not taking the bait. Thank you very much <laughs> for dangling that big old nightcrawler worm <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> not biting tonight, Jimmy G. Uh, no, no. no. I'm going to stick with the Irish. They uh, got a double up to catch up on the Irish last week. I'm
1: going
0: to ride them this week as well. I think they will be flat. I think everything that the whole crew has said is spot on. It's going to be a tough game for them. It's going to be a tough to go on the road and get up again after that. But I actually kind of think they will use that Clemson game and it'll give them a lift. Um, you know, rush the field, huge win for – probably the biggest win Notre Dame's had in, gosh, what, 20 years? 15 years maybe?
1: I mean, they did go to the national championship game about six years ago. Well,
0: but that was fluky and they got their butts beat. I mean, you know, I know they were undefeated, but they had to kind of walk a tightrope. But, I mean, they beat number one, consensus number one um, in a great game. So, I think they'll use the lift. I think they'll – They'll make it through this game. But I do think low scoring, relatively to what happened last week, I think maybe a 24-20 to 20 final.
1: I can't wait till BC's up 24-6 <laughs> to six in the fourth quarter and <laughs> Patrick Williams is like, God,
0: wait, I had it. It was right it was there. Right there.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, well, I wanted to start off with an interesting game because there's really not a lot of them out there. Uh next we're going to the ABC primetime game. Uh, Wisconsin makes their return to the field after a uh almost a, well a long time off. They played their opener and they haven't played since. Um <laughs> or are they number three? <laughs> yeah, they just keep moving <laughs> just up every like, week though.
2: Just waiting. To, yeah.
1: Just a roll the that. Uh there's a their quarterback that tested positive that started that whole mess, uh, Graham Mertz. He is – the rumor is he may be eligible to play because I think he comes out of protocol maybe Thursday, either tomorrow or Friday. What?
2: How long is so, it in the protocol?
1: Well, they've got – the Big Ten's got a 21-day rule. So
2: Oh, that's right. The made-up stuff.
1: So, if you – uh, he he's – Uh, still in the protocol they're back but the reason they need him is their backup quarterback had a positive test after he did so he's not going to be out of protocol so there's whatever's going on with that then of course it may not matter because Michigan can't can't beat anybody these days so uh, Wisconsin and Michigan I'm guessing this is where Herbie and Fowler are going to have to go Uh, but we'll see what happens um all right, Patrick. We'll go right back to you, our resident Big Ten expert. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That
0: from Michigan getting poleaxed by Indiana uh, shouldn't have been a surprise, but but ended up being a pretty big shock. So Michigan's just not very good. I I, I wonder if Harbaugh is going to make it through the year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Wisconsin, COVID and all. Um, don't feel great about it, but. I mean, not because I don't believe in Wisconsin. I just don't know what their health status is. But I'm going to go ahead and pick them. They look good in that opener against the Illini. Hopefully, they'll continue that streak. Wisconsin, I don't know, 28. Michigan, 14. All
1: right. Um, Johnny?
3: Yeah, a lot of unknowns in this game, as Patrick said. You know, Wisconsin – I mean, who knows what their health's going to be? They hadn't played in a while. They're going to be rut. Right. Who knows? There's just a lot of unknowns about where the Badgers are. But unfortunately, we know where Michigan is. They're just not very good. Uh, could not run foot. <laughs> could not run the football against uh, Indiana. I think they ran for like 20 yards on 20 carries. And they just don't have the push up front. They don't have the the firepower to make up for it in other ways. That's a that's that. Again, it's a weird year. <laughs> I know it has, and the Big Ten's even were even weirder, since they did they got a late start. Um, I just don't like where Michigan is right now, and I think their inability to run the football effectively, and Wisconsin's ability to run the football effectively. I think they had the ball some like forty some odd minutes against uh, uh, Illinois. Um, I think that's that's Bucky Badger all day long, plays into their hands, control the football. Um, a win that's maybe not super impressive on the scoreboard, but really never in doubt. I'll take uh, Badgers
2: thirty uh, twenty.
1: Uh, Tom.
2: Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with the Wolverines. Oh, I don't have right. a I don't have a good reason <laughs> to do that. Um,
0: yeah, they're something like
1: realities. are mute button. No reason to pick
0: We need to give, give you know. a buzzer, Jimmy G. Yeah, We're almighty. Right <laughs> the I'm gong
1: thinking. show.
2: <laughs> I'm taking the Wolverines.
1: Uh, okay, good you know, for
2: you. I had, had a great opening game, just like <laughs> Wisconsin <laughs> did. Uh, sure, they have battled against a couple of Big Ten heavyweights and come out at the losing end but everybody's you know everybody's going to have a, a a tough an off game or two and i think michigan just had them back to back i don't think we can discount that indiana's a good uh, football team they're pretty good this year and sure they they handled michigan but uh, who haven't they handled i mean they're indiana and uh they're going to they're going to play good football uh, Michigan State, you know, it's a rivalry. You can throw the record book out the window. And so uh, lots of excuses. I think Harbaugh rallies the troops. He steals one at Wisconsin, and they may lose out. But I'm going to go with the Wolverines uh, in a really good stink fest. I'm going to say Wolverine 16, Michigan – or uh, Wolverines 16, Wisconsin
0: 12. You know Uh, the fact that we're completely trashing this pick means that it'll happen, right? Absolutely. I think it happened
1: when Tom made some absurd pick and it hit. Oh, Arkansas Arkansas beat Mississippi State. uh, That's right. In retrospect, it was probably not that big a surprise. Um, I've
2: got eyes that can see
1: even though it took, like, seven Mississippi State turnovers and 25 botched fourth down conversions and miracle upon miracle. In his defense,
0: gone. he actually did call that part, too, remember?
1: <laughs> I'm not defending anything.
0: turnovers? No, that was old Miss, sorry.
1: Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm just picking Wisconsin. They're better. Uh, Michigan is not very good. And uh, I think much like that Tuesday when the – Tennessee Titans had their COVID outbreak and they weren't supposed to be practicing, but all of a sudden they uh, swamped a really good Buffalo Bills team, just beat the tar out of them. Uh, I think Wisconsin's probably going to get some practices in, a little more than you think they have. So, they're going to be ready to go, fired up. I'm certain Graham Mertz is going to play. So, uh, I, Wisconsin's <laughs> just going to bludgeon Michigan. Uh, I'm going to say 38-10, to Wisconsin. Uh, all right. Uh, this game. If this was 20 years ago and, uh, you know, it it would be really good, like in the Michael Vick era, but now it's just two uh, big-name programs that really are – one's trying to make a comeback. Miami is going to Blacksburg to play Virginia Tech. Um, So, basically just a name game here. Uh, Though Miami is still – they're pretty good this year. Uh, They're ranked somewhere in the top 15. But uh, not quite in that upper echelon as Clemson proved when they they won big test so far. But Miami at Virginia Tech, the Hokies uh, off of just a bizarre loss to Liberty last Saturday with the um, the block kick that returned for a touchdown to win it, but it was negated by Justin Fuente, one of those last second timeouts that, was, that always seems to backfire. Oh. And then Liberty kicked the game when he kicked after that. So, just bizarre. But um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, I just want to hear Tom's take on this game. I'm sure he's got something interesting to say.
2: Oh, you're right. Um, <laughs> um, you know, Justin Puente really started out off great when he was battling against the likes of Burt in the Belk Bowl. And uh, he really hadn't been able to recapture that magic uh, in the last couple of years. This year, Virginia Tech started off the season ranked, um, went through a couple of close games, but losses, and and now they're they're losing to a actually a ranked Liberty team with Hugh Freeze, who I think every 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 coach or every uh, SEC team. Uh, with a coach like Jeremy Pruitt is uh, hoping that Hugh Freeze will be their next coach. Um, But, uh, you know, I've seen Virginia Tech play. They got really pounded by North Carolina. They're just not that good. And they're certainly not as good as Miami with De'Aaron King. Uh, Miami is a legit team this year. They can put some points up. Uh, Defense is a little questionable at times. They're – there, as jimmy g said not uh quite ready for prime time uh against teams like clemson uh, but against a team like virginia tech they should have no problems so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh with the u uh 42 to 17
1: yeah i don't have much to add to tom tom's uh tom's a, little, a little more well-reasoned and logical with that pick um I don't know if Miami's gonna win quite by that much. I think Virginia Tech's offense is a little bit uh uh I've used this word too much tonight, but if uh, during the doing the Razor Pod drinking game, my word tonight, uh like I use for BC, Virginia Tech's offense is a little frisky. So uh I think they'll score some points, but Miami will score more. Um, so that was great analysis. Miami 38, Vatek, 30. Patrick?
0: Man, uh Just want to reiterate your hearkening back to the early 2000s or middle 2000s when when this was a marquee game. Always kind of happened in the cold weather in Blacksburg. You know, actually made me really, really kind of like Virginia Tech as a team. These games, these Miami games, when Miami would be flying high and come in and meet the lunch pail, Bud Foster. That's kind of the classic era of virginia tech so i kind of miss that i can't disagree with anything that y'all have said i think miami's going to come in here and win this virginia tech team is just not that good and uh i don't know what it is but that liberty loss has got to take it out of you just the way it went down and they're just not that good anyway i i think miami's too much miami um I like the scores even, I think, you yeah, know, maybe a 35 to 14 Miami win. Uh uh-huh.
1: Johnny.
3: One team has been entirely inconsistent on both sides of the ball. Uh, obviously, that's Virginia Tech. You know, not even just the Liberty game, um, who torched them on the ground. But, you know, they've been up and down on both sides of the ball all year. Like they can look good. They can look terrible. Tom mentioned the Carolina game. Um, you know, at least Miami's been consistent in one side of the ball. They their offense has been really good. Their defense has been a little bit of a sieve at times. Uh, it was again last week against Carolina, North Carolina State. They gave up almost forty some odd points. Um, so I don't. I think this might be a shootout, um, and I just don't think that that Tech's going to have the, the firepower to stick with the Canes. Um, you know with all the bad, all the poor mouth that we've done on 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 Miami, they are six and one, um, and with the, with a what you guess we call a pretty good loss, uh, even though they got hit pretty good. But I just think they're more consistent offensively than 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 what Tech can do on either side of the football. And they're probably going to score some points, probably going to give up some points. I just think they're just going to put the gas down, and and Virginia Tech, uh, their little Pinto, can't keep up with that uh, Ferrari of Derek King. So I'm going to take Miami final score forty 45- five uh, 24.
1: All right. Um, well, we're going to close out with the, uh, obviously Arkansas, Florida, and, uh, one of the, uh, the two remaining SEC games that are right now is a Wednesday night. He's still on the schedule. Uh, I, I, I bypassed Vandy, Kentucky. Um, so, uh, if, if, uh, our listeners really want to see our picks on that game. We do post all uh, picks for every FPS game on our blog, maybe. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that may be false advertising. But anyway. Um, anyway uh, what is up? <laughs> South Carolina at Ole Miss. Boy, this ought to be just something. Oh, <laughs> um, so Good. Uh, so, Johnny, right back to you. Let's hear it. Uh, Will Muschamp against Wayne uh, Kiffin.
3: Mm, boy, is there going to be a spelling contest? Um, <laughs> you know, Muschamp is really on the ropes. Um, he is—he's in trouble in in Columbia. Um, and they
0: got absolutely smoked by Texas A&M last yeah. week. Uh, yeah, I, well,
1: that was know, in Columbia, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I tell you what—I
0: I hate to admit
3: it—A&M pretty good. You know, i am i every time I see them, especially against us, I'm just very impressed. Uh, anyway, but. Uh, carolinas they're ready to run Muschamp out of town on a rail. Um, I'd say Kiffin has not really been impressive thus far. They've they've done some good things offensively. I kind of go back to my analysis of the last game. I I think both teams have a lot of flaws, but I think that that Ole Miss can get their offense rolling a little bit better than than Carolina. Uh, I'm going to take the Rebels. Um, Kiffin, you know, shows up a little bit hungover maybe. So he keeps it close for a half. Nah, I'm gonna say Ole Miss. They they put some points on the board, and and Will Muschamp is uh does does Muschamp get another big time coaching position after this? I don't. I just can't imagine oh. that he would. This will probably be it. He'll have to be a coordinator. But uh, I'm gonna take the Rebels final score, thirty-one twenty.
1: All right, Patrick.
0: Yeah, I d- I don't disagree with that. I think Ole Miss will get it cranked up. This. Carolina team looks like it's in disarray. Ole Miss, um, gosh, 48, Carolina
1: 24. Yeah, not much to add. I, South Carolina looks like – I mean, their players are uh, – look like they're about ready to pack it in. Um, it, it's similar to the uh, um, the entire Chad Morris era, but I think more similar to the um, – the last year of Danny Ford at Arkansas. Um, oh. You saw a couple signs of life from South Carolina in their first four or five games. But, you know, once the wheels came off, it's, it's, it, they're off now and uh, it's real, And I think Ole Miss will, it'll be just fine. Uh, Cause I think uh, last Saturday night for South Carolina was similar to the Saturday night at War Memorial and, uh, oddly, for Arkansas and Danny Fords last South year Carolina. against South Carolina at that game in Little Rock. You could kind of see in the third quarter that, yeah, this is over. I mean, not the game was over. You could see the whole era was over. Um, so, I think Ole Miss cleans them up. Uh, I'm going to say oh, Ole Miss 41, South Carolina 13. Tom? Yeah, I, I... –
2: Whatever the spread is, bet Ole Miss. I mean, everything, everything. Ole Miss minus 11. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I would take, oh, I would, I, that, that's like, I, I almost want to drive to Oaklawn tomorrow and put all my money on Ole
0: Miss because South Carolina just. Make sure you like save something already. to put on Michigan, though. No, well,
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: You want to talk about walking away with a fistful of dollars? I tell you.
3: But, What's the line on uh, that,
1: Johnny? What's
3: Ole Miss? What's Michigan. Uh, Michigan. Let me pull it up. I just was looking at it. I'll tell you. Go ahead, Tom. I'll, I'll
2: give you the. I'll, well, uh, in, anyway, I mean, I think Ole Miss wins. It's never competitive. It's probably like 24 four. to three at half. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm gonna say fifty two ah. to fifty two to fifty two to uh, seventeen. They'll throw a stinker touchdown at the end. Not a get. Not a good game at all. Mil- will miss Champ sweating like crazy on the sideline <laughs> It's just not it, it, it won't be pleasant for anybody in columbia or, or 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 anywhere else in the sec i mean nobody nobody likes to see anybody totally fail and probably get fired well, i mean i have liked that a couple of times but not with me <laughs> i don't want to be drunk with him anyway uh Ole Miss wins convincingly um Whatever to whatever, it's going to be a lot. Wisconsin's minus four, Jimmy G.
1: Oh. Yeah. Somebody knows oh. that, that gives somebody me some Somebody knows pause. something. That, that line stinks. Somebody this knows something. Y'all watching,
0: are y'all watching the action? Oh, yeah. To, yeah I've, Toledo I've got to Toledo guy just let the kickoff bounce off his shoulder pads and went out of bounds, like the half-guard line. Is it Reggie Fish? Is that Reggie?
1: Right? Yeah. Oh, I, I – I, at halftime of that game, I flipped over to Ball State Eastern Michigan, which is tied with four minutes left. So, I haven't oh. gone back to Toledo and yeah. Western well, Michigan. It's they're, riveting – it's everywhere on a Wednesday night.
2: It's just it's crazy. crazy. No, but, uh, has there ever been – I mean, there is no more team that screams Wednesday night action
0: than Toledo. I
2: can't say – I bet they played on Wednesday night more than they played
1: Saturday.
0: Are they literally playing the whole Mac schedule? On Wednesday yes.
1: nights. <laughs> no, Tuesday and Wednesdays. I love that it. Awesome. They into That's it. a great I'm idea. Like, Look, it's COVID. We're gonna play Tuesday and Wednesday nights. The um, yeah, it's great. Um, but the back to the Michigan game, I that I would have thought that line would have been about fourteen. So I think this might be one of those situations where I don't know, I Logan might be on to something here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right, Oakland baby. Somebody's got. Boy, to Tom, of
1: course, that, Tom. Of course, if Tom make that run to Oakland course, for that uh, parlay's Michigan money line with oh, Ole Miss oh. minus eleven, uh, Oakland might actually give him plus odds. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> Instead that, of their normal
1: minus one sixty five. On I was going say,
0: we Tom will get to Oakland, and that spread will be like. Wisconsin by ten. <laughs> by the time he well, gets
3: down
1: there, it's, Wisconsin,
3: Wisconsin. I mean Wisconsin's a four point favorite and I think the the is like fifty. So it's uh they're they're calling for a low scoring Big Ten
1: game. Cool. Oh.
0: Uh
1: that's right. mm. Well <laughs> let's, uh let's dive into the Arkansas Florida game. Um it's uh, always intriguing when Arkansas plays the gators, it's much like with uh, Georgia it seems like we hardly ever play those two teams. Um, I know that the gap between us playing Tennessee was quite a bit, but, you know, they used to be one of our permanent opponents when we first got in the league. So, but Georgia and Florida seem to, like, always not have them both on the schedule in the same year. Thanks, SEC, um, is uh, uh, rare, and maybe the first time it's happened since we've been in the league. Um, so, uh Gators obviously ranked uh, really high. Kyle Trask, a Heisman contender now. Arkansas coming in three and three after a nice win over Tennessee. Finally beat a non mississippi school. Um, it, what prom time on ESPN uh, as of now? What's only a game left? <laughs> and so uh, and for our listeners, uh, one of the uh, three schools that uh, yours truly uh, got into. Um, coming out of high school. So, uh, but oddly enough, the the two schools I did not attend my freshman year. Uh, So, um, and if y'all can see on the Zoom, I've got my OU hoodie on right now. Sooners are off this week. We're getting ready for Bedlam on November 21st uh, against the Cowboys. So, uh, big time game there. Um, All right. So, I'm going to take Florida. Florida. Uh, love what the Hogs are doing, but you know, not having your head coach there uh, is going to be, a, you know, pretty big deal. I'm, I haven't paid much attention, but I'm guessing Barry Odoms is going to be our de facto coach, oh, right. coach.
2: Yeah.
1: Um So, uh, but I, I just don't see it happening. Even if Pittman was on the sideline Saturday night, uh, I think the Hogs, you know, obviously just like the A&M game. Uh, they're gonna keep fighting till the bitter end. Maybe get a little backdoor cover, uh, like A and M. But I, I think Florida is just a little too much. And I, but it will help that they're coming off a big win over Georgia, so they may be a little more sluggish than you would normally expect. But I think Florida gets it done, thirty-eight to twenty-four Gators. Um, Patrick.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I picked Arkansas last week. I think for the first time in maybe five years, they came through for me. <laughs> I don't think – I don't think it's happening. I think it's just too tough of a lift for them this week. Too much going on. Um, Florida probably gets a little out of hand late. Um, I'm going to say 42, and we got to be in our statutorily mandated range (laughs) of 24 to 32, so 27 for the Hogs.
1: Tom? Well, uh,
2: (laughs) – hard to pick against the Hogs tonight this time. Yeah, Florida on paper is probably going to be your uh, your favorite at most uh, sporting venues and gambling houses across the Southeast. But uh, you know, I actually like the Razorbacks here. And I have one reason why I like the Razorbacks. Barry alcohol. Odom. Barry Odom is the head <laughs> coach. And Because on the strength of Barry Odom winning against Florida, he will almost certainly get hired away from the Razorbacks next year, (laughs) which will result in the Hogs being terrible for the next three years. And so I'm actually picking for the Hogs this game, but knowing the way the the world works for the Razorbacks, it's going to have a terrible effect on us in the future. So Razorbacks win. Uh, leads, <laughs> us to, leads us to to victory, but we, uh, in the long run, lose. Um, so I'm kind of torn here. Um, I don't want to pick the Razorbacks, but I have to because I know how the world works. Uh, I've been around a long time, and I've seen how this, this uh, story ends, and it's going to end in disaster. Uh, whether this year or next, so I'm gonna go with the Razorbacks, um, twenty nine to twenty eight, two point conversion. Barry Odom chooses the two point conversion right after a kick return touchdown, and uh, and we uh, and we win. We win. It's <laughs> so cynical Florida, Florida, and to go up.
0: It's, so, it's so cynical and common
1: We can return it. it
0: sounds with, right. <laughs> It actually sounds like that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> it's probable. It's probable.
1: Uh, I don't know what's in that cup you're drinking, but that must be some good stuff. Um, uh, well, thank you, Tom. Um, uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Uh, we Our uh, sponsors have missed you. I know. Uh, it's uh, it's been tough but you know they've been disappointed we had some big name sponsors lined up but uh you know now they're like where is johnny he comes on the show he gets off the show he may not be available for the pig segment so um we've had to put them on hold till they get a little more confident with your consistency and being here for the pig segment so tonight we had to pull back an old friend they don't have a lot of money but what they do have they uh and you know i don't like rogers a lot but um they have a great solid company there that's uh, Daisy BB guns is uh, oh. excited to come, come back to life. Nice. Sponsor our segment. Mm. Um, so uh, I know uh, probably all of us uh, in Arkansas as youngsters, well, except uh, Patrick, not here as a youngster, but um, you know, involved in those uh, famous BB gun fights, which are, you know, the kids mm. don't really get into anymore. Not really mm-hmm. thing. I've got, yeah. I got a red
3: rider in the other room. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, so uh daisy a big part of all of our uh youth so they're they're back for a one night appearance so you got daisy bb gun Uh, i can still see their factory uh on 71 as you drove into rogers it's just as ugly a building as you can imagine um basically just really welcoming you when you're heading north from springdale up into rogers just like man yeah you're back you're really in a crappy place right now but the products they made were spectacular so um Mm. They, Daisy BB Guns, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, Johnny there. Razorpod,
0: also indirectly sponsoring uh, Daisy BB Guns product liability insurance. So, uh,
1: <laughs> Hey, well. <laughs> large
0: man. premiums, large premiums. <laughs>
1: well, right, Johnny, what do you think? Arkansas, Florida.
3: Logan gave us a big dose of hog luck. I don't think that's of that line, probably true. Um, I just think there's a lot of headwind in this game for us. Um, on the field, off the field. Uh, going on the road, you know, style of play, coach being sick. You know, we still got two more days. for people, I think we test tomorrow. I think if if Pittman's got the COVID, I'd I'd be shocked if we didn't have more positive tests. They claim we haven't had any more, but uh, we'll see. Um, I, I just I think it's unlikely um anyway but even if that's the truth, i mean that it, we got to go with what we know right now and right now we think everybody's playing um yeah, i don't think it matters i think they've got too much firepower uh, in uh, on florida's team and you know we said it on the show a hundred times if you're saying oh we got to get three or four turnovers you're you're looking at an act of god type of game i think they're gonna they're gonna have JB to too much for us i think we'll have some success i think we Shown, like like uh, Logan said, we're not going to – or whoever said, we're going to fight till the end. We're going to – you know, maybe a backdoor cover. It's a 17-point line. Uh, there's a chance that Florida's a little bit sluggish uh, Coming off cocktail party, I think Jimmy G mentioned that. I think he's right. Um, you know, college football is a game of emotion. If we're going to – not only are we going to need breaks, we're going to need them early. And we're going to need them late. <laughs> so we're going to need to get off to a good start and we're going to need some kind of break at the end. So – Uh, But when you're saying that, when that's your analysis of how the Hogs can win, you can't, in good faith, say that you expect it to win. So I'm going to take the uh, Gators. Yeah, what about a little backdoor cover? 42-28, late score. We uh, backdoor cover the the 17.
1: All right. Um, Well, as I told our listeners, uh, no sleeper picks, but uh, I'm sure Patrick Williams won't mind. Occasionally we do uh, throw in a random – Uh, Big sporting event, and we've never got to do this before on Razorpod. Uh, A tradition unlike any other, a little hello, friends. Uh, Hello, friends. The Masters begins uh, tomorrow, uh, well, because we're recording this on a Wednesday, but it's going to be this weekend uh, in November. So the Razorpod crew gets uh, maybe a little little prediction here um, with a winning golfer. Uh, I've seen a couple emails, so I kind of know where some of the podsters are leaning, um, but not all. I'll just say uh, I think uh, it's finally it's time for the uh, Northern Irishman to finish off his career Grand Slam and coming in a little bit under the radar this this year. Uh, not a lot of pub. It's all going to some other players. So I like Roy McIlroy to get it done. Um, in November, odd time, uh, I think he finally gets the Grand Slam. So – or career Grand Slam. Uh, Patrick, your favorite sport, golf. Good. Jack
0: Nicholas still playing. Is he an option? Is uh, he's
1: he's he's uh, he's still eligible, but he's not playing. Sam
0: Snead. he? Can I pick him?
3: I bet their I bet, bet their will stay together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. That's a good point, Johnny. Oh boy, what? Who do I know? Lee Westwood. That's who I'm picking.
1: <laughs> Lee Westwood. I don't know if he's in the field. I'm being serious. I don't <laughs> think he's in the field.
0: I don't know. Can I have the field over? Whoever you uh, well,
1: uh, uh Tom, who you got? Who you got this week? DJ.
0: All right.
1: Uh, that for Patrick. That's Dustin Johnson. Okay. You know who that is. Uh, uh Johnny.
3: You know, I'm already sick of hearing about how far Bryson DeChambeau can hit can hit a golf ball. I know he can pound it. A lot of guys can pound it, but th- I saw an interesting stat that said in the, in something like in the last four or five years, for some guys that had the minimum of 12 rounds, he is last in out of 65 players in putting
1: at a, on those
3: on those Augusta greens. So DeChambeau gets you know ticks dig the long ball, but yeah, he doesn't putt well enough around Augusta to win. I think the guy that gets a hot putter this week, who hits it plenty far, um, and I think it's going to be a little soft, so it's, it's not going to be racing fast. It's supposed to rain a couple times. Of course, they have that sub-air system that can suck as much moisture as they can get out of it, but it might be a little softer than it normally is. Like John Rahm. I, I think the Spaniard gets it done. Uh, he had two, uh, two, two uh, aces today. Uh, or yesterday the part he, had had, he skipped one across the uh, across the pond on 16 for a hole in one, and then he had another hole in one. I can't remember where it was. He had two hole in ones the same day. I think that portends great things for Rombo. Um, ole, ole, you know, uh, arriba, arriba. Let's go, uh, you know,
1: Espana. Hi, uh, Patrick. You've got the other 90 golfers in the field. I believe they're <laughs> 93. After so you. Got-
0: how about this? Okay, I'll, I'll how about I pick Euro or U.S. Okay, from listening to y'all, that that's a big deal. That uh, Euro versus U.S. and something is always some some sort of Ryder Cup. thing. Yeah. So I, I'm picking Euro. A Euro is gonna win.
1: Whoa! I've got to say this. I'm I'm kind of leaning now for Tom Logan on this one because he's the only one that picked an American golfer. Hmm. We've got Ron from Spain, Roy McIlroy from Northern Ireland. uh, Now, of course, both those guys probably live 11 months out of the year in Florida. So, um, just – but anyway. And then we got Patrick Williams taking the Euros. It is a Ryder Cup year. It was supposed to be. So, it's it's a good thing.
0: See? Logic to my Um, madness here.
1: And I will let our listeners know real quickly, uh, I did – very 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 well at the breeders cup and i'm sorry i did not give out any picks but uh our old friend from oakland uh the seven-year-old whitmore uh we've seen him plenty of times at oakland his fourth try at the sprint i don't know how much money i have lost betting against whitmore over the years but uh i had a nice chunk of change on him at 17 to 1 in the breeders cup sprint and he came roaring down the lane and easily won the sprint so whitmore uh Man, hats off to you. I've seen you in person many times. I think all four of us have on the crew. And uh, it was just great to see you at Keeneland uh, taking home the big prize for a sprinter, the Breeders' Cup sprint. So uh, that was awesome.
0: All right. Thank you, Jimmy G. Uh, good job. Good pick segment. Tom Logan, we have mail.
2: Uh yeah, we sure do, Uh, Patrick. uh, And it's always great to hear uh, from our uh, from our male squad. Um, Both of them commenting on the Tennessee game, of course. Our friend Tracy in Tulsa writes in that uh, and asking the first comments. It's great to be four and two, which uh, most of us believe we really are, but we're not. And the question he asked is, was the Tennessee quarterback play that good or was the Arkansas defense that good? Uh, Tennessee QBs, 11 for 21, 107 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. That's not good. Um, And uh, we had Poole, Morgan, and Catalan all getting double-digit tackles, which is very good. Um and so uh, very um sage words from Tracy and Tulsa. And I seem to be having some technical difficulties because my my email. Oh, there you go. Now it's popped back up. Um our, and um so Tracy uh let's see how he finished it. Oh, and then he he comments on our, our kicking game where we missed a twenty-one yarder and made a forty eight yarder which is uh, typically – I blame Jordan Rodgers for
0: that uh, yeah. short miss after he said, oh, it's just like an extra point, and they've made like 82 in a row. Totally. It on. was
2: exactly after that he missed it, like one second after <laughs> that he missed it. It was unbelievable. Um, and uh, oh, Tracy, when he said he thought he could make the 21-yarder, he said give him an unwanted jersey number, a square-toed shoe, and he'll bring back the pendulum-style straight-on-kicking approach for victory. Uh, I miss those days when the kicker would trot out there from 21, and it was even money where he, whether he was going to make it or not. I mean, the balls went everywhere back in those days. That was that was when kicking was fun. Um, then our old friend Ken writes in uh, and comments that uh, the Arkansas-Tennessee game reminded him of uh, back in the uh, Nolan Richardson 40 Minutes of hell's, Hell days because – the first half, we looked like we were awful and beat, and then suddenly we scored 24 straight, and we won the game. <laughs> and uh, it's, I thought that was a really good point because that's exactly what it felt like, uh, 24 unanswered in the third quarter. We only scored points in one quarter of that game and won by uh, two scores. Crazy for sure. Uh, so, Ken and Tracy, thanks for writing in. Uh, I. Can't my, my email keeps going out on me, so I didn't see how Ken finished the uh email. But um, uh,
0: many okay. goes, Thought many back goes.
2: Oh, well, no, no, he didn't. He, there, was, there was not very many goes. In fact, uh, I think he took the go week off, but uh, he did mention that he lives in the North Texas area and. He has seen an increase in the number of people publicly wearing Arkansas Razorback apparel, including a few flags. So a good sign for the Hogs and uh, hope it continues. Tom Logan, of course, predicting uh, it will continue after this week. And uh, and I think we all like our chances on that. So uh, Patrick, back to you.
0: All right. Thank you, Tom. You're right. I I just assumed, given Ken's history of many goes, that there would be Several goes here, but uh, he he's zigging when when he should be zagging. Good job, Ken! Way to keep us on Patrick, our toes.
1: Patrick, will you tell us more of the kickoff woes going on in this Toledo Western Michigan game?
0: <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. They're they they just kicked it into the end zone for some bizarre reason.
1: They had well, for our listeners the uh, Toledo scored and due to personal fouls and such, was kicking from Western Michigan's 35. So they lined up like they are going to do an onside kick because obviously it has to go 10, so whether they get it or – uh, Western Michigan gets it, it's going to be somebody's ball at the 25-yard line, or if you kick it through the end zone, it's going to be Western Michigan's ball at the 25-yard line. So the kicker just line-drived it straight through the end zone. <laughs> and for no reason. <laughs> lined
0: up the see, I, didn't see it. I just – all I saw was the aftermath and the coach oh, yelling at the guy. Yeah, the and I'm like, like what are you Why saying? is he yelling at him? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, so, I mean – had they not gotten the onside, that's where Western Michigan would have taken over the football at the 25. But, and of course, Western Michigan goes three and out, so it doesn't matter. But right? um, anyway, just but more my buffoonery team. and picanery with Wednesday night action.
0: action. All right. Thanks, Tom, for the, the mailbag. Uh, it is now time to rant. Would anyone like to jump in there with a rant?
2: I have a slight rant. It's not really a rant, but I do have something to to comment on. I don't really understand the COVID rules when Trevor Lawrence gets to, like, can't play in the game, but he stood on the sideline and was on TV like every other uh, – after every other play. I don't know how you can be, like, quarantined from COVID and still on the sideline. Shoulder to shoulder with your guys. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it was, it was, but he did have his mask on in uh, Trevor's defense. But
0: I I don't, and and presumably flew on a plane to South Bend too. I I would assume he didn't,
2: closed air
0: circulation
2: place. Right. right. I would assume he didn't motorcycle (laughs) over.
1: Uh, No, I, I think, I think the deal with Lawrence was he, he couldn't come out of quarantine. And I mean, until the protocols until Saturday. So he couldn't practice at all. He couldn't be around him until Saturday. So that's why Dabo had said the week prior, like Sunday, the week before, he goes, Lawrence is not going to play. That way you could let Uyunglele, or however you say his name, that way you could let him practice all week and not – because they weren't – he wouldn't – he could have played Saturday night. Lawrence was out of protocols, but he had not – he couldn't have done anything through, like, Friday. So he couldn't have practiced one time. So, um, I think that's what it was.
0: But did they fly fly there on Saturday or did they fly there on Friday?
1: Well, that I'm not – I'm positive that the Clemson team flew there on Friday. I don't know when Lawrence flew there. I'm assuming he probably flew with the team. But I'm saying that he wasn't eligible to practice until Saturday. Like, he couldn't do any game activities until Saturday. So, Dabo
2: just said you can't play, essentially. Right. He just said, look, he's not going to play.
0: All right. Well, then I have no rant. That's fine. Never Uh, mind. I'm going to jump in, not really a rant, but kind of a bad beat on uh, Jimmy G and I guess FNG last week with the uh, fighting Herm Edwards in USC. (laughs) have The early morning special out in the Pac 12 that or Arizona State was actually dominating that game. I think up by, I guess, 13, really late. And uh, USC scored two touchdowns in like a minute and a half and won 28-27. Because that was a game I had just kind of written off on the pod picks last week, and they ended up coming back and winning. I watched the end of it because it kind of fell during a time when uh, – there wasn't a whole lot else going on, so I would flipped over to it. The other mini rant I have is uh, Jimmy G's omission from the Razor Pod picks of Floyd or Rosedale being played on Friday night this year. Um, Friday night's uh, Big Ten game is the Floyd game, so uh feeling a little more optimistic about Iowa football after they pole Michigan State last week, so getting excited for that would have liked to seen that that would have been my sleeper game. Although I probably would have had to go the other way. So no, it wouldn't have been, but Minnesota horrific. So uh, that's, <laughs> well, that's just a little mini inside joke, inside baseball Jimmy G rant.
1: Well, I certainly apologize. I didn't notice that Iowa and Minnesota were playing on Friday night. Um, I'm sure it'll be uh, cold and miserable. And um, the fans will be i mean the the stands will be <laughs> make it look even more miserable with how barren they'll be and uh I, and minnesota is that's completely dreadful so that was um part of the reasoning but i will note the hawkeyes did just destroy michigan state who um who is one of the reasons that tom is picking michigan because they barely squeaked by the wolverines in a robbery game so uh, yeah, but I'm sorry we didn't pick Floyd. You can throw the record tail. book
2: out the window. Throw the record book right out the
0: window.
1: Well, both of them are equally awful. So, yeah, you can see. All
0: right. I I I make a motion that Tom doesn't get to pick this game unless he knows the uh Michigan Wisconsin trophies. Well, it's uh, Paul Bunyan's... Uh, hey, no, so close. So close. <laughs> Paul,
3: Bunyan, Paul Bunyan's pancake griddle.
0: Paul Bunyan's <laughs> drill press. No, the axe. <laughs> the big axe. Remember when they what chopped down... Paul Bun-
1: a- Bunyan- what did he say that Paul Bunyan had? I missed it. A <laughs> hammer.
2: <laughs> oh, I Logan. knew it was an axe. No. It was a Thor joke. The Thor joke. <laughs>
1: Logan, which my homework was to learn all the Pac-12 coaches from last week, which, by the way, I didn't do my homework. Sorry, <laughs> just much like high school. Um, but um, so Logan's assignment should be to learn the Big Ten trophy games.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm on that. I got it
3: with the keg and nails. That's who's that? Cincinnati and Kentucky. Who is that?
2: Cincinnati.
0: <laughs> Who is Indiana, the keg and nails? Oh, that was Indiana and Kentucky, or that was Indiana the- Kentucky. I'm sorry. Where was the beer barrel? That was Louisville, Kentucky. Tennessee.
1: Exactly. Louisville,
3: Kentucky. Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, they had, they did away with that because some guy got killed in a drunk driving accident. They don't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. the reason.
2: The yeah. reason, yeah. reason if if, if not for the trophy.
1: If not mm. for the trophy, he wouldn't he would have still been. Be here today. he keep fifty beers because he was in college.
3: So, you so say with, the keg and nails is Indiana and Kentucky? I think I
0: that's right. I think that's right. Ugh.
1: The, what, old oak and buckets, Indiana Purdue, right? Yes. Yes. All uh, right. So we're halfway. We're well, not halfway home. We're probably a, a, a quarter of the way home with all the Big Ten tr- trophy
3: games. <laughs> what, well, uh, I want to uh, the the keg nails is between Cincinnati and Louisville.
1: Oh, oh
2: God! Hmm. What's that old classic Rutgers uh, Maryland trophy game?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Does our resident Big Ten expert <laughs> know that? Uh, uh
0: is this a trick question none of the above <laughs> there is not one it's the one What's the,
1: in big 10
0: there's what was trick. the
1: one that Yukon tried to get going with South Florida or used, oh, those what,
0: yeah, yeah that was the
1: the broken chair the broken
0: chair that some fan put together
1: <laughs>
0: civil civil conflict remember oh, that's a, <laughs> like a Randy Travis
2: song <laughs> the battle for the half drunk beer <laughs>
1: <laughs> now david basil's got arkansas try. he tried to get us to the mix for several trophy games but the golden boots the only one that stuck i think
3: the big 10's got a lot of those games land grant trophy uh
1: was that penn state ohio state
3: um there's the paul Bunyan's axe michigan is...
0: state penn state have one I oh, think that's, that, the that's the land grant yeah that's yeah. the land grant okay. yeah
1: um, <laughs> T- schools proud to bucket. call themselves land-grant institutions right
0: Cal
3: colleges
1: um so uh, little brown jug which we talked about opening weekend of the big 10 minnesota and michigan yes that was your that was your reese davis trivia question week one
0: wow so we, i do we like
1: that doing a little reese davis trivia question now you need to wave for you i know it would be like a quarter not the hundred dollar bill but um
0: uh, it'd be a uh, gift card to your local shell station <laughs> that I found, it, found in my drawer yes <laughs> well jimmy g you never know when you might need a sport coat for the uh, oakland jockey club don't don't sleep on our gift card
1: it's like to the whole the whole ensemble for under uh, 40 dollars <laughs>
0: <laughs> sign mark um, not long for this world uh, you you better go get your bargains now they are uh, on going out of business
1: uh i i don't really have a rant we probably take up too much time i do want to say to our tennessee friends uh joe boo and little guy little little guy and stat boy and uh all very gracious in defeat um nobody bitter uh, now they may be just like Arkansas fans, or it's just kind of they're just used to losing. So uh, uh, it was all—it's always fun to play Tennessee, and I was sad that after they um, and our friend Ragsdale that hosted a you know, really nice tailgate for us when we were in Knoxville a few years ago, that uh, due to the COVID restrictions, we weren't able to return the favor up in Fayetteville with a nice golf outing on Friday and a steak dinner somewhere on Dixon Street, just the. A nice time would have been had. Uh, it was a shame that we had to miss out on that due to the uh, COVID restrictions because it was always fun seeing our friends from Tennessee and uh, everybody getting together and having a good time. So I hated to miss out on that.
0: Good, good, good comments, Jimmy G. Appreciate that and of it. Uh, Johnny, you're the only one who hasn't weighed in on this. You got anything? Nope. All right. Well, with that, we'll sign off for the evening. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with a Florida game recap and uh, look forward to
1: the game against LSU. But for this week, go Hogs, beat Florida. Have a great night.